welcome to our new podcast. It's very exciting. Um, hopefully there's people listening. Obviously it's, it's the first one, so we should probably introduce ourselves yeah. and just let you know a little bit about why we're doing a podcast about books. I'm Rhiannon um, and I decided towards the end of last year that I wanted to read more um, and kind of set myself my own little challenge of doing that um, and then I posted on Facebook that I wanted to, to do that um, and Hannah was like oh we should have a little digital book club <laughs> and uh, that's now turned into a podcast. <laughs> yeah so, I don't know how we've we've got ourselves into no, this. I, don't, I, don't, I think it was my my fiance's idea um, and yeah I guess it's a good way of like making ourselves semi stick to it because it's in the public domain so people can nag us if they want to listen to us I guess that's kind of that's kind of where where I'm at that's why I wanted to do it and uh, Hannah's just along for the ride I guess <laughs> yeah I've um I've always loved books always enjoyed talking about books and talking in general um but 2020 was the quietest I've ever been in terms of social life work life so I am ready to jump on the podcasting train um or in front of it <laughs> it's nice to have something creative and exciting to focus on I am um, I always used to I used to do a, a monthly book club like in person and since 2020 hit that's kind of been out of the window Although I have just started a new job this week and I've got two kids to homeschool. So maybe I'm going to hate myself for this in a few weeks time. You're busy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the accountability that's going to be a good thing, I think. I, I know that if I've got a deadline or people counting on me, then somehow more Absolutely. time. Yeah. If you want something appears. done, then you, you ask Hannah to do it, basically, and it, it gets it gets sorted. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really happy that I've got someone to kind of make me make me do it as well I think that's the thing isn't it it's like a an encouragement thing and like I've I've already read like I'm on my third book of the year and it's what the fifth day of the year which <laughs> show off it would well it's only because I'm a freelance musician with absolutely no work so that, <laughs> it's not going to be forever I hope um but for the time being I thought it would actually you know give me something a little bit creative to do like making a podcast and I can put my sound editing skills to some sort of use and try and learn a bit more about that side of things as well um and yeah read some good books hopefully and like like you say just discussing them and having someone to like bounce ideas off I think is going to be a, a really nice thing because um I've never been to a book club in my life before um so that's where I'm at I, it's all it's very new to me <laughs> yeah I mean so hopefully yeah it's gonna be fun to catch up talk about the same book and we can get that kind of social. well exactly yeah we'll figure it out and uh we obviously want people to sort of give the give their opinions as well so like we're we've got an Instagram which we'll we'll put all of the uh social at, handles and yeah it's at two girls one book pod that's it yeah very good thank you i'm a terrible memory um so yeah if you head on over to instagram and like say hi to us there and give us your suggestions of things for us to 
read and discuss because we're obviously gonna we're gonna be reading more than one book a month but we thought we'd start with doing like a focus book once a month and then I guess we see where we're at Hannah's got a new job so she's and she's got two sons she's got more of a life than I do at the moment so (laughs) so we have to kind of uh play it by ear I guess and see see how we go yeah it's just nice to know that in the in the midst of busy lives that we can take the time for ourselves because that's just as important as everything else that we've got going on exactly and then I guess we might end up getting other people on to to chat about books that they want to you know offer up their opinion on um which would be really nice we'll see we'll see how it goes we're just we're vibing it at the moment guys so (laughs) yeah (laughs) crack on them which what is our first book our first book is the midnight library by matt haig yeah it's a, a great little book um a bestseller sunday times bestseller something um yeah great book great little book it is yeah i um i think i suggested this one didn't i because i'd i put out like i say i i'd said on facebook that i was doing a bit of a, a reading thing um and this book was recommended um a couple of times um and I uh, had just come off the back of reading uh, one of his other books, um, which I really enjoyed and thought that this would be a good one. And you had already got it on your list as well. So worked out perfectly. Yeah, it was exactly. meant to be. Um, I follow Matt Haig on Instagram so yeah. like from a mental health perspective. So I knew that I liked his way of writing about those subjects. So I, it was always on my kind of... Some pretty my heavy material in there. But I feel like it it all kind of is positive in, in <laughs> that sort of sense, isn't it? It kind of like gets past the horrificness of, of it. And yeah, is horrificness a word? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it is now oh yeah i mean that will probably happen with me see this is another this is another thing of what i want i want to read more so that my language skills improve i feel like over the last 10 years my language skills have massively (laughs) depleted to be honest so i think i need to yeah get a little bit more literary (laughs) no i'll be quiet (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, words are my thing. I, that's one of my... I have a tattoo on my arm with thumbs up and it says great word underneath it. Because um, in my house, that's... If you say a great word, you get a great thumbs up. Oh, um, that's nice. <laughs> we walk in around Tesco's and it'll be, oh, mum, it's more economical to get the nine pack of toilet roll. And you, for that... Oh, you... that's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, if you can give me a thumbs up if I use a good word, but it probably won't happen very often. So... Maybe we'll see as the year progresses if my uh, language gets more impressive as we go on. So <laughs> Rhiannon's word of the week. Yeah, that's another thing to to watch out for. <laughs> anyway, back to the book. Less less about me. Cool. Okay. So, what's it about? Oh goodness, uh, <laughs> drive me straight in there. Um, it is about 
um a lot of heavy heavy stuff mental health depression anxiety suicide yeah spot suicide trigger warning before page 30 we'd got yeah. to a suicide attempt spoiler alert nora our protagonist is a 30 something woman who um kind of struggling in her mental health she's <laughs> she's um she's she's struggling she's losing people that she loved she's kind of lost her job she's lost family members absolutely yeah no i um i, I wrote in my my mini review that i i i'm kind of a person that i try not to have any regrets in my life that the anxiety that i suffer from is all like projection based on what's coming the stuff that's happened i don't i try not to dwell on to be honest because there's no point um but i know that a lot of people do and obviously this this book kind of revolves around that whole um whole thing so yeah i i didn't really get her at first but i think the way that uh, matt hay writes he makes everything so understandable and accessible. I was reading through like some of the um, things that I'd highlighted and loads of them are like philosophical quotes and philosophers that I've... I, I did some philosophy when I was uh, at sixth form and uh, loved it, really enjoyed that whole aspect um, and sort of learning about all these philosophers and fancy things that they say. Matt Haig somehow manages to make all of those fancy things usable in in real life whereas yeah. i think a lot of a lot of the time out of context these things can be a bit baffling i know that i kind of find these inspirational quotes a little bit uh poncy <laughs> sometimes <laughs> but i don't know there's somewhat something about the way that he writes that i don't find airy fairy and condescending i think it's probably comes from his sort of experience of mental health issues himself so it feels like he he understands the whole process and yeah i think the way that he writes is is a way a, a very understanding way yeah i mean he does he writes in a in a way which is really kind of plain talking straight talking i don't know it's a way in which it makes it just sound kind of matter of fact which is which is really nice and really refreshing really modern it's something which everybody's talking about now, particularly after the year that we've all just had that acceptance that sometimes you have bad days and sometimes you feel like the world is against you and that and that you're not really worth anything and that you then that you don't see a way out of it. Um, and Matt Haig speaks about it in such a way which is kind of refreshing, honest and truthful and just so many people can kind of relate to that, which I feel is um it's it's really nice it's nice for it not to and it doesn't feel particularly wallowy yeah yeah which i think sometimes they can i those kind of sad sad girl books <laughs> um yeah no it's not particularly wallowy as matter of fact it's it's this is how i feel and and the it was the kind of repetition of the the day that nora decided to die four hours before nora decided to die that kind of repetition of this it's just a matter of fact decision about I don't I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. I don't know what where I'm going. I've just decided that this is enough. And that matter of fact way of speaking about it, I think is is really it it kind of draws you in. It immediately made me kind of 
resonate with that character and go, yes, I, I get you. You're you're my kind of person. You're honest and real. Yeah, totally. I, I guess I would be interested to sort of think about how this book might have gone down like even 10 years ago I think it would have been far more like <gasps> maybe it it does feel like a very recent thing and especially like with 2020 being the way that it was and the way that 2021 is <laughs> currently I, I guess everyone's so much more aware and in tune with their own mental health and everyone around them I guess I know until like this year really I've never really sent a message to my school group of friends being like I'm just checking you guys are all okay this is horrific and now we're like semi-regularly checking in on each other just being are you okay like yesterday after the next lockdown was announced one of my friends just messaged the group being like it's awful isn't it <laughs> are we all okay and she works uh, she works at, in the NHS so she's got it in the neck but yeah I think the thing which which really struck me was that kind of we live our lives so much now on kind of everybody's yeah. pretending that they're okay and that um the social media aspect of everybody kind of portraying this perfect life everybody's happy I'm I'm guilty of it absolutely I love a good exactly. happy selfie um, but there are days when everybody struggles and it's it's kind of being being ready to kind of acknowledge and accept that and saying it out yeah. loud. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, it's the thing, what's the hashtag? It's okay to not be okay. Um, that whole kind of movement right now is, um, is massive. Um, and so it should be opening the, opening the doors to talk about things can only Absolutely. help. And yeah, I think having, having people write in such a beautiful way about these things you know it's it's very helpful and like the way he describes certain aspects of like what life is I found I found great there was one actually let me find it there was one that he oh yeah it was a metaphor of life's kind of like a a city that you you can get a few just less desirable parts but you can't let them uh, put you off the whole so there'll be some bits that you don't like and a few dodgy side street and the suburbs but the good stuff makes it worthwhile I really liked that sort of vision and there's loads of like there's far too many things to mention really because the book's just filled with like amazing <laughs> yeah inspirational I mean, quotes yes yeah. I this book for me with I, I posted on the Instagram story about um how when I um reading I'm annotating and highlighting um, and I did say, like, I know that I'm going to get some stick. The quotes in this book are, are, are great for if you're if you're ever having a bad day to just kind of flick through and be like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's exactly what I needed just to kind of yeah, pick me back up and maybe a little kind of slap in the face for you, kind of looking in the mirror, giving yeah. yourself a little talking to and carry on because there's, there's yeah. kind of... <laughs> yeah, there's always something something to live for. A hundred percent. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's uh, it's something that's kind of like hammered home throughout the book, isn't it? Um, and Mrs. Elm, I loved her. She is such a a cool character. Um, kind of like the, the the mother figure, I guess. I don't I don't really know. Or God, I I think I read I think I read someone uh, someone's review kind of comparing her to like the, the God God like yeah. creature. 
Um, um, yeah, yeah, Mrs. Elm was was a an an odd one for me. It was I kind of didn't really know what or who she was. She was meant to be. Um, I don't know if that was he if that was meant so that you can kind of um, yeah imagine your guide. Um, but I saw her as this kind of all knowing, straight talking kind of still kindly, but yeah. um, like a. My, I know that I messaged you about it before we were going to record, kind of saying, oh, this is this is one of the things that I was thinking about whilst I was reading, um, is that my boyfriend and I play a game when we're either reading or watching kind of a, a true life documentary. Um, and we say who we would cast if we were making the movie of that story. And she was she was Julie Walters for me. Um, Julie Walters a la Billy Elliot, kind of northern, straight-talking woman who'll... Uh, tell you how it is with a kind of caring manner but also won't take any nonsense and uh, soppiness for want of a better word she knows where you've got to go and she knows how to get you there um so yeah she was Mrs Elm was Julie Walters for me yeah I I can when you messaged me that I was like I I really struggle with this because for whatever reason when I read a book I visualize them in my head but I would never know sort of how to describe them i mean his writing is is very descriptive and i actually made a, a vow to myself i wrote this right at the very beginning on, on one of the um passages that i need to actually read descriptive passages more because <laughs> i think i'm guilty of going yeah 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 i've got i know what it's i, I know what it looks like in my head it's there already and i don't like read what the author is necessarily envisaging which like because i i think that's reading to me is the thing that i i like reading over like watching tv film whatever because like it's up to me to interpret it and that's probably partly the the musician in me as well because that's what making music as a classical musician as well like you, you interpret what's given to you like what's on the page so it's exactly the same thing but I really want to try and get my head around what the author is trying to say to me and stop being so self-centered and write, writing my own little story in my head. But anyway, yeah, back to back to the sort of character. I have no idea who Nora would be. Absolutely none. I couldn't I couldn't even begin to think like when when you mentioned that I was like I've literally got no frame of reference. I I was thinking that uh, Mrs. Elm would be a more uh, Maggie Smith kind of vibe. I I also I went down that route. I think she would make a great. Oh yeah. Um. See, you f- it's funny that you say that because when I was um I was doing some googling preparing for the podcast, and I read that um not this particular book but one of Matt Haig's other books has been optioned by um, okay. some production company to f- um film a movie. I think it's one of his children's books. Um, and Maggie Smith is on the cast list for that. Um, oh, well, there you go. So maybe you're in sync with, with Matt Haig's descriptive. Maybe I am. Although I have to say, I don't think that he particularly described the physical na- the physical attributes of the yeah. characters that much. Um, no, maybe not. So maybe that's why. I had the wealth of everybody I could imagine. I was like, oh, I can do anything. The only thing I think that he said once was that she had black hair with a silver streak, which, I mean, Bellatrix Lestrange is in my head then. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, that would be 
Interesting. I wonder whether that was done kind of purposefully so that you almost can imagine your own person, your own guide, your own self as that character because there wasn't particularly much description. Um, her ex-partner, Dan, described as a TV vet. Um, and I couldn't think of anybody. Just a kind of ruddy-looking, ruddy-looking, red-faced Yorkshireman is what I've got in my head. Oh, well, now I'm just thinking of uh, that Noel Fitzpatrick, the super vet. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's it. <laughs> that's what I've got in my That's the only TV vet I can think of. Yeah. Or it would be like... Must be him. Trudy, whatever her name was, off Animal Hospital. <laughs> Going, that's back showing bit, my age. <laughs> yeah. Or Rolf Harris. No. Oh, no, can't, not can't him. go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a bad start. Bad. Not cool, man. We can't cast him. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. So basically, I shouldn't be in charge of casting the movie. No. Um, you do the soundtrack. I'll do the casting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, did we have Rolf Harris on our 2021 podcast bingo? That that would be our first episode mention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would uh yeah i don't even know where that came from i do apologize <laughs> right well the one thing that this book has really made me want to do post covid is go to the library i haven't been to a library in so long no and you know that's so it's I, again I, f- I keep googling google um it's so important to go to the library because they don't stay open if you don't go yeah I, I know. Yeah, I can remember when I was a kid going for like, I would get 10 books a week and yeah. renew them every Saturday, another 10 books, another 10 books. And I can't imagine a world where kids can't, particularly kids that don't have access to the amount of books yeah. that we did when we yeah, were kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I used to go to the library all the time. It was literally just down the road from me. And uh, my school library was actually really good as well. I used to get loads from my school library. Um, but given that I'm in Manchester and Manchester Library is amazing, yeah, I think I need to go. But yeah. this is all in a, a post-COVID world where books aren't germ-ridden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my I mean, only... I'm sure they've got things in place, but yeah. Yeah, kind of UV light every page of the book. Mm, it's probably mm, some mm. poor person's job to sit there with a UV light. I wonder... How, because I guess with the advent, I'm sorry, this is digressing somewhat, but with like the advent of Kindles and ebooks and stuff, I guess that's probably not helped the libraries, has it? No. But then I just think that there's nothing the same as the smell of a book, the feel of a book, the being able to. I'm incredibly clumsy. I couldn't read a Kindle in the bath. I know I would oh, drop it. But they're, they're waterproof now. So mine isn't, but you can get waterproof Kindles now, mate. Oh, so, well, I've just missed Christmas, though. Yeah, well, oh, put it no. on. It's <laughs> Next birthday, <year. laughs> birthday month. <laughs> I don't, I mean, again, and I know, I don't know whether if you've followed the Instagram page, you've seen me highlighting on books. I know, like, burn me <gasps> at the stake. I, I, book purists, I'm horrendous. I started with good intentions of just pencil that I could rub out. But then yeah. maybe because I'm, I don't know, maybe it's kind of, self-inflated ego i like the idea that one day my children might read the same book and be like oh that's a bit that mum liked and i'm lying because my kids will never read a book that i've touched they're not they're into like manga and anime and they're never gonna pick up something that mum likes 
but they maybe might do at some stage you know in a few years time yeah or when I'm an old lady and they've gone to the Oxfam, I like the idea that somebody has like a book of... Somebody else, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like when I used to get cookbooks from like family members and there was handwritten things in the in the book. I love that. Yeah. It's like getting extra bits of history and understanding how someone else has read something, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to, the, the modern, the tech version of it is that on Kindle you get the like highlights that other people have done as well um so like i was thinking all oh, right okay this bit's important then better read it really carefully Concentrate. <laughs> whenever i came up, yeah exactly whenever i came up to, to one of those but there's loads of other bits that I, I obviously found pertinent to myself and um so it's, it's not just that i wasn't just being a sheep and following oh thank you i got a thumbs, thumbs up, up for, for pertinent, for pertinent. <laughs> yeah. great word great thank you right well we can wrap this up now i've got thumbs up (laughs) my job here is done i've used a good word maybe i'll try and get like five in in the next three podcasts or something it's genuine honestly it's my favorite thing and even if i'm reading a book now there's one that i wrote in here which i wasn't sure what it was and i'm never going to be able to find it now but i'll find a word that i don't know the meaning to and i'll circle it i'll put a smiley face great word and then i'll look it up in the dictionary and i'm like i've learned something today yeah i i had a few of those as well i again i i can't remember my my memory is terrible. This was another reason why I wanted to do a book club to try and improve my memory to like make myself sort of take some notes down and try and retain plots because I'm I'm worse with film and TV. I can watch something and then 10 seconds later it's gone. I can't remember it at all. Books I can retain for a, a slither of time more, but this is I'm aiming, I want I want to stave off dementia and Alzheimer's <laughs> early. I want to try and improve my memory while I'm in my 30s. So that's that's kind of my aim anyway. It's um, all about the brain training, isn't it? That when you're in yeah. school, you, you use that part of your brain so much when you're reading all of those books and poems and making notes on them that that's kind of constantly in use. And the second that yeah. you leave, whatever job you go into, if it's not that all the time, it so quickly gets taken over by other things yeah, that are more gone. important. Um, but these these are the things that we enjoy and get joy from. So, yeah, exactly. And you forget it. Like I I used to read so much when I was a kid, and I know that you've like kept it up more because it's your little like escapism. But <laughs> I I am really guilty of not reading much at all and when i do read i power through if i find something that i i really like i will power through it i'm i i love reading it's just that i've not made the time for it over like the past 10 years probably throughout my 20s definitely i don't know what i was doing i think i was busy but (laughs) (laughs) i'm certainly not that at the moment so you know might as well take this opportunity to sort of try and get it back into my routine i think that's part of it isn't it if it's if it falls out of your routine then it's just yeah it gets left behind which is really sad and now that i've been on instagram and looked at all of these wonderful uh book accounts which i just honestly didn't even know it was there like I, d- I didn't even know that it was a thing and it's a huge thing it's such a massive deal and everyone's got these beautifully curated accounts 
lovely photos and excellent reviews and like yeah it's an amazing community it seems like so i want in i want to be a part of that yeah hashtag bookstagram that's the one that i was like what is this world yeah it is it's a completely different vibe that of instagram like so i'm i'm a makeup lover and i follow an awful lot of makeup accounts you know which is great but i feel like i want brains and beauty You can have both. It's the the 21st century. You can have all of it. Exactly. So my account, my feed now is just a total combination of like makeup tutorials and beautiful books that I want to read. So which I think is quite a nice, quite a nice uh, combination of things. Yeah. Um, But now I'm seeing like all of these books that I've just not read. I feel like I feel stressed. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to catch up with all of these books obviously like that's ridiculous I'm never going to read all the books my big thing is all of those amazing kind of colour coordinated ones and I'm like where do you have the space to keep all of these amazing colour coordinated books because mine are all in a jumble on a pile on my bedside table I don't have the shelves to do that (laughs) I don't know where they come from I wish I was that (laughs) organised I was googling shelves yesterday I uh yeah i i want more shelves i've already got quite a lot of shelves but and quite a lot of books but you know there's always room for more oh i'm that's the only reason i would like to move in with my boyfriend because then i get his shelves then we can have oh even i don't need him clear out all of his stuff he can just give me the shelves and he can stay in the shed just give me the shelves Well, that's that's exactly. I'm glad that you we we're on the same wavelength because uh, my my fiance is constantly complaining that um, I've got all the rooms in the house and he has the shed and that's it. Well. Um, but you know, it's just the way it is, isn't it? Used so. to be a time where a man would love to have a shed to go to. Well, exactly. Yeah, he's got it's, it's a really good shed as well, <laughs> and it's going to get better. I think it's it's going to be a, a an, an probably the next lockdown in the summer if there is one <laughs> that'll be that project but gone off on a bit of a tangent talking about sheds now i mean they want to hear about sheds i mean in our defense i feel like we definitely sold it as we like to read books and have opinions we've just got opinions mm. about other things as well as books <laughs> yeah sheds and shelves um but yeah if anyone out there uh, has some good uh, recommendations for bookshelves <laughs> or books or, or books um or sheds uh, <laughs> then get 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 in touch send us a little dm or an email what's our email address oh uh two girls one book pod at gmail.com i'm on fantastic. it fantastic that is our name i don't think i said that at the beginning but maybe <laughs> i'll put it in in post-production that yeah two girls one book pod cast in brackets <laughs> um, but i'm sure if you're listening to this you know that it's a podcast so there we go probably didn't need to just say that be the ramblings of two mad women that's what this is <laughs> it's for us really isn't it yeah i did i had that i had like a mad kind of feeling of panic of oh my god we've got to record this podcast what if people listen what if people don't listen and then I was like, do you know what, though? We were going to do some sort of a virtual video call and talk about the book. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really so, matter. And we just recorded it. And if nobody likes it, then 
I do apologise that you've wasted however long <laughs> listening to us. If they don't like it, they won't still be here. It's they fine. They won't still be here. <laughs> no, but hopefully, hopefully you are here because you know we appreciate people if they if if you have listened, and that's cool. We should really have just cool. let, we appreciate people. Is what we should have just we appreciate everybody just people yeah. these these days i have grown so much appreciation for just people human interaction yeah, exactly. people who like the same things that i do that i can just yeah. have a good nice gym people work. yeah yeah people who rolf harris is a no-no no he <laughs> should not have been mentioned <laughs> oh and now i've ruined it because you can't cut out that bit because i've said his name again that's, that's fine he's here to stay <laughs> Do you know what? As I used to have uh, a phobia of uh, men with beards when I was younger, and I think it may have stemmed from Rolf Harris. I never liked him. Yeah, I knew he was a dodgy so and so. So that's valid. There you go. Valid, valid fears. Yeah, well founded so. in the case of him. Exactly. Yeah, and I can think of a few others. Harold Shipman. <laughs> anyway, this has taken a a whole different turn. I don't. This isn't what people came for. Um. Basically, the Midnight Library was a good book. It was. It was a look. I cried. I cried like a baby. I read Aww. it all in one day. I mean, I think I was at an emotional moment of the year. I read okay. it on New Year's yep. Eve. I was very susceptible to like, <laughs> and and unlike, I thought about this when you'd said earlier that you're not really a girl who kind of lives in regrets. I am very much number one emo girl, sad girl. Give me all the regret. I. I was ready to wallow. Um, but then I was yeah. equally ready to be positive moving forwards into the new year. And I really appreciated that. I'd, I ended it on a kind of off we go. Here we go. 2021. Let's let's just enjoy living. Because exactly. we've not done a very lot of it this last year. So no, it's been a different kind of living for sure. Like it's, I think it's probably made us all appreciate what we do have yeah uh and and the people around us like definitely I've, I've appreciated the people that i've actually managed to sort of spend time with virtually fingers crossed things will get better i was just thinking then i'm looking at my highlights and i i had like a kind of color coding to my highlights where the kind of positive things and the appreciation and the hope were color coded green and the sad things the regret was color coded purple and I definitely noticed through the book the colours changing. There was a lot more mm. happiness and appreciation towards the end of the book. And I could kind of, as I read it, feel that build of like, this is a, a kind of good little happy feeling. It starts making you think about the things that you should appreciate. And I, I liked the way that he wrote in that kind of arc of yeah, kind of absolutely. getting you over the hill of of that feeling of sadness and regret. Yeah, I, I do, I, I agree that that, yeah, the story arc was a really nice one and the emotional arc. Um, yeah, I, we didn't actually say what the premise of the story was, but I guess if you're here, you probably know, don't you? <laughs> I mean, we can do it quick. Do you want to do a little I synopsis? So. I mean, it's about Nora, who's in not a great place in her life, let's, <laughs> put it put it that way she's mid 30s isn't she she's around she's around our age yep. we're not quite mid 30s yet but we're getting that creeping way creeping on it and um yeah exactly and uh she hasn't 
had the uh, the most positive life up to this point uh, which results in her making a suicide attempt as we've already alluded to then she arrives in the midnight library the midnight library is the kind of in between between life and death she meets her guide mrs elm who is i i guess obviously not really there but she is her old school librarian who kind of gives her the option to to view her lives if she'd made different choices so not necessarily different lives it's still nora it's still the people that she knows and loves but one small difference in a choice and how would that have impacted not just her life but the people that she cares about that's the thing that i kind of felt um really resonated with me was that so much of her worry and regret was about how she'd let down other people um yeah she'd done a lot of living her life for her dad who wanted her to be an olympic swimmer and for her ex-partner who wanted to open a pub and she'd kind of never really figured out what her her dreams and her goals were and what she wanted out of life um and mrs elm through the the kind of mechanism of these parallel universes showed her that the choices that she made might not necessarily have made the big difference that she imagined that they would have done um in those people's lives um so that by the end of it happy ending she realizes that actually her life is important and she wants to live it and she wants to achieve things and um and be able to spend the time with the people that she that she does love um so yeah i guess it's about a kind of appreciation for your own value um because it's it's easy to forget what your value is when you're so busy living particularly if you're living for other people for family members for friends you get wrapped up in that you've everyone's got a reason to be yeah um yeah you've got to be you've got to be selfish haven't you like it's it's one of those things that you've got to be aware of everything that's going on around you and be caring and you know sympathetic empathetic just but at the end of the day it's your life and you have to you've got to do you so i guess that's the that's the message isn't it he put it a lot more eloquently than i did (laughs) well no but sometimes what we said plain speaking is exactly what you need say it simply and then it resonates with everybody i mean the end of yeah the end of the book was the bit which should seem profound three simple words containing the power and potential of a multiverse i am alive great synopsis so no one needs to read it now (laughs) yeah that's it done spoilers included well there we go then that was the midnight library yeah by matt haig by matt haig (laughs) and uh and i'm rhiannon and 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 that's hannah we're doing the the two girls one book podcast thanks for listening if uh if you did (laughs) 